Now we see what it's really about. As if you didn't know, but now you do. They're burning Bibles. You thought it was about statues. You thought it was about flags. You thought it was about all these things that have happened this year. You thought the protest was about a virtuous cause, the lives of black people. You thought it was about police brutality. You thought it was about justice. But really, now we can see what it's really about. Are those other causes out there? Well, yes. There's always been just causes. There's always been virtuous quests. But now, masked, (laughs) pardon the pun, masked with BLM, Antifa, and other groups, which is a facade for Marxism, we're finding out that destroying everything that's always been, including our language and our history and our representations of our history, our traditions, our thoughts, or even the president getting him out of office. He thought it was about President Trump. Ultimately, it's not about any of those things I mentioned. It's certainly not a virtuous cause that we're talking about because these groups, these people that are trying to undo everything, overthrow everything, and hijack what in some cases are legitimate activities trying to make sure that everybody's treated fairly and all these things that if you're a Christian, you have already believed, or you should, you're finding out that what it really is about is that you are a Christian, that there is a church, that there is a Bible, that there is a God, that this grouping of people, and I'm talking about numerous groups now, don't want a part of our culture any longer. They don't want it in our politics. They don't want it in our society. They don't want it in our culture. They don't want it in our schools. And you can go back and look and see when these things began to start. Uh, Obviously, they started even before this, but especially in the 60s and 70s, these things begin to take on root and uh, the shoot from the root of the plant of these ideologies began to sprout and shoot upward. And you can almost trace its trajectory if you just go back and look at some of the things that occurred over the last several decades, about five decades or so, you can see that the burning of the Bibles is, even though it's only been a few people so far, and and I will just tell you, look, burning Bibles, do you know that a lot of people would say, how dare you burn the Bible, but they don't read the Bible. 
They have Bibles, they don't read it. And if they do read it, they certainly don't do what it says. And I could go on and on and on about that. And I think that's very obvious that to criticize somebody that burns a Bible when you don't do what the Bible says is hypocritical, I think. You know, a lot of people don't do what the Bible says. They've got Bibles. They've got 15 or 20 Bibles. There's a church on the corner. They were raised around Christian people, even if it wasn't their family. And yet they don't do what the Bible says, but they'll criticize somebody that burns a Bible. And I say both of those are wrong. Uh, we're going to be held accountable. You say, well, they'll be held accountable for burning those Bibles. They will. They will. Yes, they will. But so will the person that has a Bible, access to Bible, won't read it or reads it and won't do what it says. So now we see what's going on, and, and I have to say, the, the Bible is such a valuable book. If you studied the history of how the Bible was compiled, and what it took to get it translated from original languages down through history into readable languages, in other words, the language of the person that has it, like, in our case, English, it is amazing. It's miraculous. It is so powerful how the sovereign God could inspire 40-plus authors over 14 to 1,600 years to write these 66 books in our canon. And somehow the storyline is continuous from the beginning to the end in the book of Revelation. And it's consistent. And it really is not contradictory. There's some paradoxes, but it's not contradictory. There's some explaining sometimes it has to be done, some teaching. And it changes lives. Thousands, millions, millions of lives have been changed by the Bible. It's the only book of its kind. There's none like it. There's books about it. There's supplement, supplementary books, commentaries, helps. There's other books that are valid books for whatever they have been written for. But there's not a book like the Bible. And I have heard in my history that the Bible, though very plentiful here in America, you're not going to have to burn a lot of Bibles to get rid of all the Bibles in America. But I heard one day, you know, you, you might not have the Bible, so you might ought to hide it in your heart, which you should do that anyway. If they yank it out of your hands and you got it in your heart, <laughs> you know, it's hidden there and can be brought to your memory by the Holy Spirit whenever you need a particular application of a, of a, of a verse or a chapter or a concept, or a precept, or a statute. But I remember having heard that in countries where the Bible was not available for various reasons historically, that when a Bible was made available, just one Bible, that the people would pass it around, or maybe they just had a page or a, a few pages. They'd pass those, they'd wear out 
a piece of a Bible or a whole Bible. There, there wasn't enough Bibles to go around. And there were those, including a man named uh, Brother Andrew. Uh, some of you heard of Brother Andrew, who I just realized apparently is still alive. He was born May, May 11th, 1928. Brother Andrew was known affectionately as God's smuggler during the height of the Cold War. He would take Bibles behind the Iron Curtain and he would pray that the Lord would blind the eyes of the guards so they wouldn't confiscate the Bibles or arrest him or something maybe even worse, kill him. And miraculously, you ought to read it sometime. It was a, a book that was written with the help of uh, John and Elizabeth Sherrill, who also wrote They Speak With Other Tongues, um, which is another book you ought to read. But uh, it's a phenomenal book. I think it was first published in 1967. By 2002, it sold over 10 million copies in 35 languages. And they even made a comic book adaption of it in 1972 would inspire Christian comics. And it will inspire you how this man had a burden to get the Bible in the languages of the people. And I could tell you numerous stories of efforts, uh, include, including Faith Cometh by Hearing, which we have been involved in here at uh, Victory Temple. We helped translate, I believe it was the book of Titus, for a very small country in Africa that that most people uh, would would never have heard of, and uh, we had a small part in that. The American Bible Society, the Gideons, Brother Andrew, others that distribute and disseminate the Word of God. Again, don't don't forget if you get a chance to read God Smuggler, do it. It'll make you appreciate the Bible. And now we have the digital Bible. We have many translations. There's a few of them that aren't good. We have many translations. Many uh, are very helpful. I won't get into Bible translation um, strategy and rationale and explanation at this point. But I just want you to know the Bible is such a valuable book and why anybody would burn it would show their disdain for the Bible, like their disdain for the flag, like their disdain for all the other things I mentioned, just shows that they are people of low character and more than likely, in many cases, driven by demons. So, this is where we are in our country. And I'm telling you, if we as the church don't recognize that this is ultimately what it's all about, the faith that was once delivered to the saints, the churches. Right now, we're, we're going through this in different states. Can you have church? How many can you have? What do you got to do at church? Can you even sing? You know, well, we do that here. <laughs> yes, we do. We sing, we shout, we dance, we preach, and we go to church. The church doors open. But I'm still saying in our country, we, we have all this. So what's going to happen if they come for the Bibles? 
You know, they've been threatening to come for the guns. What if they come for the Bible? And maybe they don't come for the physical Bible. Maybe they don't always burn the Bibles. But they make it unlawful for you to live the Bible. You can't talk about your faith. You can't say, I don't believe in that sin, because then all of a sudden you're a hater or a bigot, even though the Bible clearly says that some things are abominations to God, and yet they're burning Bibles. So I thought I'd hop on here and share this podcast with you and let you know that your Bible is something you should appreciate. I want to read a scripture out of the book of Psalm 119.65. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. That word, word, (laughs) in the English is, in the Hebrew, daba, daba which is analogous to Lagos in the Greek in the New Testament. And uh, an interesting thing you might want to know, other than how great the Bible is and how wonderful it would be for you to read God's Smuggler if you can get a copy of it, um, something else you might want to be aware of is that Daba. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew rendition of word is in the Old Testament 1,439 times, whereas Lagos, the Greek rendition of word, is in the New Testament 330 times. 330 times. So it's a lot of times for the word word to be in your Bible, either in Hebrew or Greek. And of course, Jesus was the Word made flesh. So I could go on and on and on, talk about the Bible. I've been healed reading the Bible. I've been enlightened reading the Bible. I've been blessed reading the Bible. I've been saved because of what is in the Bible. I've been filled with the Spirit because of what the Bible says. I've received direction because of the Bible. I've prospered because of the Bible. I've been protected because of the Bible. And I keep my old Bibles as long as I possibly can, which is virtually forever. I mean, not eternal, but (laughs) as long as I live. Got some duct tape on some. Some have yellow pages. Some have scotch tape where the pages have been ripped. They've been written in. They've been underlined. They've been highlighted. And I have so many different ones now. And I, I, I value every one of them. I would never burn the Bible. I realize that you could argue some extreme case. What if you're up in the tundra? Some That's the only thing you have to stay warm. You know, somebody's always going to come up with some far out argument like that. But, you know, just think about the people in Portland that some had Black Lives Matters signs, which black lives do matter, so do white lives, so do everybody's life. Life matters, even... Unborn babies' lives matter, and yet they're going to burn the Bible, which is the word of life. (laughs) That's just incomprehensible. But it shows you what the ultimate plan is. Not so much to burn the Bible, the book, which you'll, you'll probably see more of that, especially since we're complaining about it. You know, that's what 
people do when they think they can get a rise out of somebody. They'll just go ahead and uh, aggravate them or irritate them if they can't annihilate them. But I think more important than that is how the Bible is squelched by people not giving audience to it or not paying attention to what it says. So when your preacher preaches the Word of God, give him audience, give him holy consideration because you're giving God's vessel an opportunity for God to share the Word, the Bible with you, what it means and how to live it, how to apply it. Thank God for the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I stand upon the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today and uh, that you will share this podcast with your friends that you think might be interested in hearing its content. The Prophetic Angle is on your platform whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, or others. And you can also find the Prophetic Angle YouTube channel with a video, which is uh, other content on YouTube. Look for it soon. Share, like, comment, and uh, pray for the Prophetic Angle. God bless you and have a great day.